Welcome. You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. Right, we're just starting with beats and freestyle. <laughs> Look, I won't sing or do that, and trust me, the world will be grateful for both of those I'm things. I'm here for it, though. Mm. Go, Nikki, go. That's not. You just want to let really. it rip real quick. Look, in my shower, in my car, alone, yes, but also in my head, I sound like a dove, and none of that is intentional. Also in my head, I do not have an accent. So wow, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> exactly. That's Do you funny. really want me? That's if, the part that James it's like. That's not true. <laughs> I've thought about it a lot. Like my, you know, junior high and high school, t- my elementary teachers in Kennett, Missouri, Kennet. were twenty-one-year-old mm-hmm. girls who grew up in Kennett their whole life, and they're teaching me language. Right. You have moments where your Kennett right. comes out. Yeah, sure. I mean, of course, it and has it's to. It's my favorite when it comes out while you're also making fun of a type of person with sure. your accent. It's always a southern brother woman. Brother Bob, yeah, or brother, yeah. brother Deacon Bob. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's all like, that stuff. Oh, I want to know who you're visualizing. Oh, right there's now. someone. Oh <laughs> no, I, I mean, I know the guy in the brown polyester suit. Ooh, we stayed. The polyester. We stayed at their house because my dad was an evangelist and. <laughs> Anyway, this was back in the day. Like, there was no rider. There was no hotel. There was, like, by the goodness. I've always been helped by the kindness of strength. That's how mm-hmm. we lived yeah. and paid bills. Is okay. This a story where your head falls into the cereal? That's my brother. Okay. My brother had that happen. Because that guy was like, well, we've got the preacher staying at our house and just prayed this ridiculously long prayer before church, before Sunday school, before all of that in the morning. I just remember that three-piece suit and all of that. Oh, yeah, there is a guy in They were putting on the dog for, for sure. 100%, so yes. So do you have a brown polyester suit? No. Not yet. <laughs> nope. You said no. I feel like we need, I'm nope. like, Courtney, what are, what's Jason's suit size? I feel yeah. like we need to find a vintage. A brown, uh, hey, if like, people are already I'll, complaining of being cold in the congregation while I preach. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, I have got to go off on this. <laughs> What? They're grumbling? No. Jason, during prayer, getting oh, yeah. up, Gets to, up on and... the stage. You oh, didn't yeah. even try to use nope. the doors. Nope. You were on, navigating. Because I knew it's hot in here well, right now, I and was, I'm not even preaching yet. I'm I've not got even going to turn lie. these down. I was John across the stage. wide. <laughs> did he really? So you can so see yeah. Jason moving My all bad. across. My I bad. I was trying to get your attention, like when you went up and I saw what you were doing. I was like, "Yeah, look." And I was like, "If he would look at me, I would be like, what do you want it set at?'" And we could do this across the room. Yeah, I was just doing that, but it wasn't. No. Happening. I was just going to do it. No. I had somebody doing it in the back. I mean, guys, we had over two hundred plus people in that chapel, and it was a nice day. Yeah. So, so here's the problem with this time of year. Yes, it's super cold in the morning, and then once the sun's been out for a couple of hours, shining on the chapel, and then you've got three hundred people in there. Mm-hmm. It gets hot, and it gets hot quick yeah and i have a phobia and a thing of being in a room with a lot of people and it's hot and i feel like i'm breathing in their breath i and have a problem with every rom-com out. because of that when that they are laying in the out. bed facing each other in the morning that's all i can think about is they are breathing each other's hot breath right okay. hot stank but breath cut to adam gets back on the stage he goes to a thermometer 
and turns it down also on camera so funny and i was like and this leads us into our thing of submission to it though. So funny, so man. So funny. Like, oh my gosh. It's Sometimes the they're programmed and they kick back or they do something, <laughs> yeah. whatever, like that. Hey, it was almost, it was every bit of 68 degrees yesterday. It was, it was so nice. Did you guys get like some sunshine, some vitamin D in you? I did not, but Maeve definitely did. Good. And she had the best time yes. of her life. Just it was, outside. oh man. Before Westside Men, we hung out on the front stoop. And just like threw a football <laughs> and funny. chilled, like oh, it was so. That's so nice. nice. I, I need love that it for you guys. I just feel like I'm the older I get, I'm the more solar powered I am. There was no, a I get that. meme yesterday that was like people like to make fun of seasonal depression until <laughs> a random sixty eight degree happens yes. and you feel a high in yes. your life. Yes, and it was like yeah. You roll down the windows and turn the music up a little bit more. Hey, isn't it crazy? What music does to you? Look, yeah. this time of year, if the sun is out and it's a little chilly, the doors and the windows to my house are open yes. and there is some music blaring. But like, think about it. Like these certain notes put together a song mixed with nostalgia, mixed with everything, literally affects your biology. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's wild, isn't it? And it's, it's true powerful. for the opposite. You can listen to some stuff and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? I think that's why I don't understand like the screamer metal stuff. Yeah. Because it triggers anxiety. Oh, sure. Just stresses me out. It's actually really great for a workout for me. Well, yeah. Aggression. Yeah. Aggression. Of course. Yeah. You can't. Of course it does. Absolutely. You had me recently take this test. I I wonder if she sent it to you guys. Oh, yeah. The why do I do what I do? The sin bin stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And. Mine was like all anger. Yeah. And I was like, I remember being in school and I was like a cheerleader. And then I'd go basketball. And then I did like powder puff. And they would be like, why are you so aggressive? Like zero skill, <laughs> yeah. but like scrappy. super aggressive. But scrappy. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just like <laughs> nice to be angry sometimes <laughs> and hit people. That's and they were great. like, what in the world? And so I think like for me, that's what metal is. It's like, I don't listen to it all the time, but if it's a safe place to get out aggression, yeah. best believe I'm turning yeah. on. So I'm like, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask a super revealing question about me. Okay. okay. When you are listening to music, like, you know, for me, if whether it's a Justin Timberlake usher, like a pop or whatever, do you picture yourself performing it in front of large amounts of people? Sometimes if I think I could nail it. Okay. But not if I'm like, not nailing that's it. almost <laughs> always what i picture is it a hundred percent i don't know if i've ever thought that way a hundred percent why why is that i'm not you've never because thought of? you're literally just said you feel like adele in your shower in my shower but i'm not like i'm not gonna be no and i'm not a performer but in your shower you don't feel like like no. there's no grabbing the shampoo bottle. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I do I'm all that. Thinking in the shower, like hardcore thinking, thinking in the shower. Oh, I yeah. play the music to avoid the thoughts oh, in the shower. Interesting. In the shower. Interesting. Because if not, then sure. I'm going to be there for a day and a half. <laughs> pruning. Like it, that. That's why I don't I, shower daily. Sometimes even weekly. And so me getting in the shower is a day and a half. Well, well so. 
like, yeah, you just do all the things. You think for a little bit. You just stand there. Then there's some Eat a sandwich? Maybe. Maybe. Well, I mean, I think there's snacks. If it's during lunchtime. (laughs) (laughs) I think it talks about, like, our mental health and where we are emotionally and things. My ADHD is of such, when it comes to, like, oh, shower. I have a finite amount of time that I have to do that in. Sure. So I gauge it in how many songs I can listen to. If I'm in there and I'm just, like, Coming up out. on the fourth or fifth song. Oh, we got to yeah. do this. We got to right. get, we got to get. Yeah. So, yeah. So, speaking of the weather, how about this? Would you rather have six months of spring or six months of summer? Spring. 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 I don't like summer. I like summer, but spring is euphoric. Yeah. Spring indicates coolness in the morning. Yeah. Right. And stuff. And maybe coolness in the evening as well. I think that's why one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in the world was San Diego. It oh, was like it's such a. It was so when we flew super springy. What's well, when we flew in, we had some time and we went to the beach and it was hot, hot. Like you're, I mean, you're on the beach, the sun shining. Now it wasn't hot like Popper Bluff, Missouri in August, hot. Okay. It's, it's it's different, right? Yeah. It's ocean breeze, all of that stuff. Then it started to get into the evening, and there was a there was just a coolness, like not cold, right? But a coolness, and my dad was speaking at a marriage retreat, like up in the mountains. So we drove four hours and there was snow. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) I took off a hoodie, was walking on the beach, hot, like in the sun, beach, everything. And seven hours later, I am in the mountains in snow. Yeah. I just never experienced a place like well, that before. Because it's very different from <laughs> yes. that. <laughs> it was just magic. What yeah. about you guys? What's like the most magical place you've ever been? I think that was Colorado for me. Okay. Mm, but Colorado's keep in mind, good. like, I haven't, I've never been out of the United States. Yeah. Like, I've not. I've, I've only been to Canada. Okay. Yeah. That still counts. Pretty similar. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, at least. You've crossed that border, you know, and Colorado was very similar for me. We, on our honeymoon, we did a lot of Colorado. We didn't just stay in one place and I saw snow and I was hot Yeah, like we experienced it. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And these like super cool, like red rocks sculpted out of, you know, and just like, it was a very, it was beautiful, but it had like all of the elements. And I think that like kind of what you're describing and yeah, but the problem is, is when you say summer, I am not cultured I know. to think outside of what we've experienced. August mosquitoes, humidity. <sighs> it's yeah. the worst. And even going to Las Vegas before with my parents. Such a dry heat. It's wild. You're like walking outside and it's like 103. Yeah. And it's, you're but it's fine. An, but it's an oven. Yeah. It's an oven. Like it's so dry. It's and, unbelievable. But it was, I was fine and I, I wasn't dying. And so now I like yesterday's temp i was like Maeve, you can go play outside and this is like the best time and maybe we get you a playground outside and we just won't do that during summer <laughs> yeah, like you just right. won't play outside you do it with summer. water in the summer i loved arizona had those misters like yeah. when we were there i remember standing in a movie line and there were the misters and it was yeah. like wow this because it is so dry yeah. and it's around here humidity. like the air is mist yeah around oh, here around that time when we lived in new orleans i felt oh, like yeah. i was like drowning just yeah. breathing most i can't of imagine the time. that what's the most magical place you've been to i'm a sucker for anything water so okay. like i've had some very religious like wow how do people not believe in god on the boat going up current river 
Okay. Um, I forget. I think we get, and I know me. I'm going to speak for me. I'm not going to blanket this with everybody else. <laughs> we get jaded by how pretty of an area we live in. Like, it's really pretty here. And we forget it is, that. It's it is. Um, the Mark Twain National Forest, the amount of rivers. Yeah, the, it's it is. It is. Really pretty. Yes. But um, I really love, like, the Bahamas and oh, being wow. there. That and clear blue, the, oh, wild just, water. You can. I'm like, this is a real color. Yeah. This is really like the sand is this white. It yeah. is, and so you feel very small in those. But it's like, wow. Yeah. Kind of sunsets that you won't see other places. Yeah. I do agree. Colorado, Wyoming, beautiful places. I would say my second place would be Pensacola Beach, where my aunt is. Mm. It's pretty, but it's also. Their home is on the island. They live yeah. on, like, if you go a little bit down, you go to Navarre, mm-hmm. and then it ends. Gotcha. I mean, so then, then it ends. I'm serious. Like, it's a two-lane road that stops, and there's cliffs. The island has ended. Like, they live on Pensacola is a town, and then Pensacola Beach is an island, and they live on the island, but it's it, what's crazy about it is is that it's their house. Yeah. So we're grilling, and the blue angels are flying over. Yeah. And it's like, what? I mean, it's just every sunset, every everything. Uh, BB always said, sometimes, Jason, I'll come around the corner, and the back wall is obviously all glass, and it does the sliding glass doors that can, like, open up. No bugs, like, at yeah, all. It's wild. <laughs> It's so wild. And she goes, sometimes I'll come around the corner and just go, like. I could see that. Oh, my gosh. Like, this is wild. You know, which says a lot about my Aunt BB. Yeah. She's great. You but know. that's awesome that she can still appreciate and remember. Dude, like, dude Aunt BB came from Kennett Moe, dude. Right? Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I sent a picture, and it may have been last week. I was following a log truck up the highway. Yeah. And, like, I've watched this movie. And it was Courtney that replied. Yeah. But what a pretty view. And I'm like. She's not wrong. Yeah. And I drive this drive all the time. Okay. How about the opposite? What's the worst place that you've been that you were just like, ugh, I got to get out of here. I can answer mine in a heartbeat. Ooh, I want to hear yours. Los Angeles, California. Never been there. Have no desire. And listen, guys, this was 20 years ago. Mm. And it was a dump. Now, we didn't go to Malibu. Or where, I don't even know if right. that's around. I mean, we didn't go up in the hills. We didn't do anything. You weren't in Calabasas? Yeah, with the- everything that's touristy is a dump in Los Angeles. Mm. Like, it was, <laughs> it was dirty. It was unsafe. There was traffic. It was, I mean, I'm telling you, I was a young kid like, ugh, man. And I, was, I know some people could just say, what and the reason why the home, homeless population is so big is because the weather's so nice all yeah. the time, so you can live in a tent year and around. But I just, man, it was rough. The heat from the cars and then the heat of just—I didn't like it. I didn't like Los Angeles. What about you guys? Worst place? I really didn't like West Texas. Okay, like there is a void across <laughs> the state of Texas. The Amarillo's kind of cool. Yeah. I said kind of, but to get there, like if you are driving, Rick's like, we could live here. And I'm like, it is orange dirt and flat. I've not, there's a reason why Pee Wee Herman made fun of the Alamo. Yeah. There's just, 
It is nothing. There's, and that's it. It is just the same. You can and it's look not forever. a pretty nothing. No. It is like tumbleweeds. Maybe at sunset. I'm sure it's pretty at sunset. I was there through some sunsets I mean, and was yeah. still like. It is a nothingness. You're, for, yeah. you're right. You're right. What about you, Haley? This is also the girl that will stay in the $35 motel. Okay. So it's like right. really hard for Rick me are... to get like super grossed out or super yeah, like. Yeah, just, just what I just don't like this place for whatever reason. I think similarly, the one is like almost the direct opposite of what I just said. We went all over Colorado and I loved it. I did not like Denver. Yeah, busy. Oh, yeah. Real like, busy. I just remember getting there like because we flew into Denver. Denver International Airport is bonkers. Well, we just got out, and I just remember being like, this is God's country. This is what everybody has talked about. Right. This is flat. Yeah. We have prettier stuff in It wasn't until we got out, like yeah. almost to Boulder, and I was like, okay. My dad used to okay. my dad used to speak at Durango, which is South Colorado, but he would do it sometimes in spring and sometimes in winter. Mm-hmm. And in winter, it was the craziest snow, creek beds, moose, like all of that stuff. And in the spring... It was the springiest place I I can ever recall, like creeks rushing with water and all of this stuff. So, yeah, for sure. Denver, I I could see that. I could see that. That or San Francisco for similar reasons. We did not do anything touristy because we were staying with a local. Yeah. And And they were like, please, dear God, don't do anything touristy. Yeah, they were (laughs) like, we're not doing it. And I was like, okay, well, I really wanted to see like the bridge and some other stuff, but whatever. I got like public exposed to yeah. so mm. many times. Sure. I remember like I walked out of a restaurant and a like a person was just like, Are you gonna eat that? and stuck their hand in my food. Wow. Like it was just Yeah. Gross. It's a different scene, man. It, I was not prepared. We got that when we prepared. went to New Orleans a little bit after Mardi Gras. Okay, so yeah, Mardi Gras New Orleans is nothing but tourists. The people right. leave. And grossness. And it well and, and sin. Oh, I remember. That's, the it's first called Fat Tuesday, guys. That's the history of it. What's before Ash Wednesday? It's, it's today. Ash, yeah, today's, today's the day fat of Tuesday. gluttony and sin yes. and all the things yes. before you. Uh, yeah, Expun- before you expunge yourself. Yeah, you yeah. really do. I'm dead serious. That's yeah. why it's called Fat Tuesday. It's called Fat Tuesday. Um, but no, that's a theological problem, in right? <laughs> Mardi Gras. When we, and I think not being from there, you have a whole different twist on what Mardi Gras is sure. versus the season that is down there. The first time Rick's like, hey, we're going to go down. And during the daylight, we went down Bourbon Street. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Cooper was five or six. And I'm like, um, close your eyes. Right. Yeah. And this is broad daylight, like 8 a.m. Sure. It smells yep. horrendous. Yeah. Um, And I'm not like, that's not the part of New Orleans I love. What are the two? It's French. And what else? It's it's a melting pot of all these cultures. It's, yeah, so the French are heavily influenced. I mean, There's they, a lot they, of Spanish, the Cajun. They the, owned that. That's yes. when we bought it yeah. off of Lewis, you know, Lewis yeah. and Clark and all of that yeah. stuff. It's, and so it's a whole wild there's melting the Cajun, pot. Yeah, and there's French. the Creole, which is the French influence. That's of it. Things. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. then the indigenous people is more. Hey guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers, maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. 
I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos, like legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573-686-2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 2870, or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. Indigenous, yeah. there's a type of yes. ethnicity that was there that yes. also, like, you know, when the French came and conquered, there was all of that stuff. Yeah. So it is, it's a unique, and the French, the guy, you know, taught like conchon, that's pig mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But the French is a, it's a dirty French. So, so if you went down to New Orleans and you were speaking that type of French and you went to France, it's like, it is a different language. Like, what are you saying? Well, you and know? that's, that is what that sound, it, that town and that region is so like you try to read the street signs right. in English like that was one of our games right like what does this say and yep. their newspaper is the Times Picayune yeah now me being from here I'm gonna spell that word very different than the way it is accurately spelled <laughs> yeah. guys you have set me up so many times like trigger 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 for me to want to do accents right and I can't oh my do gosh since Haley there comes a point in time where I'm going to need you to do an accent on this podcast do, it on do you the know podcast? where we were in louisiana we were in cut off uh-huh. louisiana yeah in the back of the church it was a chapel where the stage is behind the stage it was a glass and it was a bayou mm-hmm. and i will never forget not hearing a word my dad said because there were alligators yeah um like right there yeah we, I literally driving my son to school in first grade because we were there, of course, after yeah. Hurricane Katrina. Sure. We were living in a camper. Yeah. It was a big one, but still yet. I would drive 45 minutes from the edge of Chalmette, which okay. is New Orleans East, the old highway going okay. out to the Venetian Isles. We were right on the edge of the wildlife preserve. Y'all were south. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Like yeah. I do now. I drive 45 minutes. Y'all almost minutes. fell off Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were around a lot of nothing but there were still houses there it was bananas we would drive through the wildlife to get up to i-10 to take over into slidell so i could take him to school well literally would have to dead stop to let a gator cross the road because i'm not hitting it it's gonna total my car was was coop born in louisiana he was born yeah both of the kids were born here jolie moved down so we were here for five years and then hurricane katrina hit and Rick got a job offer that we could not pass sure. up financially. 
He left Hurricane Katrina hit August. Rick was here. He left November. We did some back and forth. Jolie was born the following January. The kids and I moved in June when Cooper got out of school. Wow. So yeah, yeah, Jolie learned to speak down there, walk down there. Yeah, it was bananas. I'll never forget the the pastor's wife. She was such a great lady, but she... A big part. I mean, she was a Cajun lady. Like you she, had she to had a, watch her mouth to see what she a, was saying. She had a big personality, but she did. It was like she would joke with you and then follow up with like, right, uh huh, uh huh, and, and you were like, yeah, yeah, and you didn't know. Mm-hmm. You were just agreeing with what she said. But she was one of the nicest. Yeah. I mean, the, the the hospitality. We had an an authentic crawfish boil. That's what started the revival. My dad spoke Sunday morning, and then we you know, went out back where the bayou was yeah. and it was like, kids, you guys can't wander off no. like because that is the, that's, there's no fences. That's the mm-hmm. bayou. And so they had the crawfish boil dumped out on the tables and we stayed at church all day and I fell asleep on a pew and then uh, the evening service started. That was like my yeah. life growing up, like constantly all the time. Cut off Louisiana. Cut off Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, what I will say this with my dad being an itinerant evangelist, I've gone up to Maine Pennsylvania, Amish country. I'm not, and when I mean Amish country, I mean like the preservations. Yeah. Like, it, like it is true Amish country. It's time to give another shout out to another sponsor of the rest of the sermon podcast. This shout out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography, anything that you need, Smart Marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in Smart Marketing, and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up, and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call, Smart Marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573 573- 8400334 Back to the show. Anyway, I've been that I've been that far east and then I've gone to LA. I've done that. Yeah. I stood on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. Oh, so my, my mom dad would be so happy. that whole yeah. summer he played Eagles and we did all of that. I remember roads in Arizona that didn't have speed limits. Mm-hmm. It just said speed at your own risk because it's flat. There's it's nothing, a desert. You- and no what? one's checking on you. Yeah, and then I'll never forget us seeing a guy, or it he, it was just his motorcycle, but a really nice motorcycle like on the side of the road, and it looked like he had tried to work on it, but I just remember thinking like, did he get picked up? Right. Did he? Because there's no gas there's, station. Yeah. Like there were signs that were like, the next gas station is not for 100-something miles. For me, that would be so bad. I could not live in an area like that right. because I'm not the one to fill up the way I should. Yeah. Currently, if You're, my husband does not bring my wallet before we try to leave here today, I will not make it anywhere. Yeah. This is my life. Ask Courtney the last time she got gas. Well, she don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's my thing. So for sure. It's like that. It's so like you in high do school. that? Do you fill up her tank and yeah. stuff? And Can you train sometimes Rick? little Romeo does it too. Yeah. I love that. Yep. If, if they're with me, I don't have to do it, but you know, yeah. they're not going to come get my car. I love, when, I love when Roman does it. That's, That's good. Sweet. It's really good. Well, hey, so we're in like part three in this past Sunday of Jude. 
we are picking up pace a little bit on stuff. You you have a face like we're not. We are. I'm just like kind of sad. Like this next week we in June. Yeah, you know I've realized something. I when I go through a book of the Bible, I don't really like time constraints. <laughs> So we're not on the last book of the book? No, we, I mean, we are. Okay. Like, I've got to finish it Sunday, but I just don't like that because what I love about a book of the Bible is those first couple weeks grinding it out of like, who is this? What is this? What's the letter? This, that, and the other. But then you just like, you start connecting so many dots. It could almost be like string theory in yeah. a conspiracy. Mm. You know, you're like... Well, Jude said that Michael contended for the body of Moses. He used the word contending, and yeah. it's the per you know what I'm saying. And you start doing all of that type of stuff. But this week it picked up pace. Yeah, like, I just like wasn't mentally prepared for us to go one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, sixteen. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, hold on. Like, what do you mean? Like, I wanted us to stay in Jude. Forever. Yeah. I, but, <laughs> but, but the, you know, the fun thing is, is when you look at the natural construction of the letter, that's the way it goes. I yeah. get you, you got one, two, three, four, and then boom, that like rambling thought of five through 16 is heavy. And we, we introduced the big idea, but then had to learn like some language. So Jude, we talked about, we contend for the faith because some false teachers had crept in and they're distorting the grace of God and they're turning it into sensuality. And so he mentioned that we had to spend a lot of time on the tone of that, this, that, and the other. And then he just goes into straight call out mode. He's like, yo, you remember God's Old Testament judgments? That's still going to happen. And then he's like, boom, boom, boom. But the, the big idea was Christians are called to avoid apostasy at all costs. And then, of course, we had to define apostasy, and we'll get to the other terms that we learned as well, but we defined apostasy as this. An apostate refers to the willful act of distorting and denying the faith. I love what G. Campbell Morgan said. Apostasy is the willful return to ungodliness. Like, I know what ungodliness is. I know the definition. I know what the consequences are. I know all of this. I reject this because I want this. Yeah. That's apostasy. How like when you hear that term, how does it hit you? Are you familiar with it? Have you heard it? What is it? What's the emotional response to that word? All of those things. Had never heard it, did not know what we were talking about. Even when making the keynote, I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, we avoid. And me being me, I was like, the root of that word, is that what also goes with apostolic? Is that what also goes with, you know, like all these other it's words? It's close because the word apostle means a sent one, and apostate means to leave. So there, there's a root action there of, of semantics for sure. Good. And so just like following that out and then like going through and it's like, oh, I really appreciated that we gave, you know, what a backsliding. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about that, because right? apostasy at the beginning, I was like, I am an apostate. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, I was like, I yeah. am dying well, going I knew, right now. <laughs> and, and I said this in the sermon. I was like, 30 years ago, if I was teaching this yes. and preaching this, like, I don't have to define anything. Yeah. Like, and then when I started getting into these terms, I was like, how many of you remember your grandma saying Ex- this? I, exactly. When you said that, I was like, this is exactly my grandma. Yes. And Wait. so... 
like one of the terms was a backsliding Christian. Mm-hmm. That's what you've heard. Oh, yeah. so many times. Like right. I can hear. Well, they're backsliding right now, <laughs> Y'all, and they need to. Yeah. We need to be praying for them that they get it together yep. and get right. Y'all pray for George. He's backslidden. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what's funny? You guys are we, setting me up with these accents all yes, the time. Yes. We have people in our church that say this still yet to the one hundred percent. And I'm like, I it's know. our context. Yeah. Totally. So, so here's what we said. A backslidden Christian, and by the way, the term backslidden comes from a Greek word in the New Testament. It's good. It's a yeah. good term. Like, these are good words that we need to get back again. Okay, hold on. Yep. So, like, literally, we're going to go to the Greek or the Hebrew, and it's going to say backsliding? I mean, yeah, 100%. It means to digress, to go back from. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So, a backslidden Christian refers to, here's a really important term, a momentary lapse in a Christian's faith journey. Yeah. So everyone was nodding their heads like, yeah, I mean, I remember that. That's like, and then I was like, think Peter's denial of Christ. Yeah. And everyone went, oh my gosh, Peter was back. So like, it, yeah, that's a, that's a common, but the key phrase is momentary, right? So that can be a season that can be th- these two terms that we're talking about, backslidden, and then the next one, a carnal Christian, all refer to at some point a return of repentance, right? And that's the moment, the return. Yes, yes. And so then the next phrase was a carnal Christian. And now that's that's even older, I think, than backslidden. That's like evangelist. That's, you know, the problem with the church is you got a bunch of carnal Christians in it. Yeah. And that refers to giving into the flesh that part of us that is not yet submitted unto God and indulging in one's appetites, sensual appetites for a moment. Of course, that can be sexual, but it can also be food. It can be greed. It can be just, I mean, think of, I use the illustration of like a horse getting into the feeding bin. Mm -hmm. It's just going to eat until it dies. Like that is that carnal aspect. I thought it was important to distinguish I think it was because I think they can be distorted very quickly. Yes, because an apostate or apostasy, you know, so I would anticipate someone asking this question, well, can someone come back from apostasy? Mm. And I would say no. Because then you're in carnal or then you're backsliding. It's if the you, very it's in the very definition. Yeah. If you're coming back, that's it's why it's DEFCON nine. Yeah. Like it is it is so serious in that sense. The in the very definition of the word means not to return. And and I said, you know, the language is still around. It's just different. Yeah. And most of the time what it looks like is this. I need some distance. I need to figure some stuff out for a while. Yeah. Well, great. Um, Are you doing that in community? Are you doing that while you're being held accountable? Are you doing that with transparency? Like all of those things. Let's all figure stuff out. That's great. But it starts with isolated distance. I need to figure stuff out, which then leads to a real popular term over the past couple of years. I'm deconstructing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, it starts with, this was my parents' faith, man, and I just went to church, and I just did all of this. Great. Totally here for that. I think you need to deconstruct your mama's faith, because your mama's faith ain't your faith. Like, yeah, it, right. that, that is all good. Then it starts leaning into, I mean, 
the, did he physically rise from the dead? Or like, I, I really think that means spiritual. Like it's trying to, and then we start going, I don't think that's, I don't think close-handed issues exist yeah. anymore. So it goes distance, deconstruction, then denial. Then it's an outright, I'm not this, I deny this. But the the thing about apostate, uh, you know, apostasy and being an apostate, it doesn't just go distance, deconstruction, denial. Then it goes to destruction, yeah. and what I mean by that is the the destruction of other people's faith. Was it because they're all still in the church? One hundred percent. And that's the that's thing I Judah's think saying. we forget that all three of these are still in the church. Yes. And Judas sorting out, yeah. essentially, on yeah. stuff like that, you know? And then we used it like, I mean, how does that phrase hit you? Christians are called to avoid apostasy at all costs, like, and even avoid apostates, meaning people who have not just said, I'm trying to figure out, this is an outright, I was, I'm not, and now I am against and outspoken and attacking and going towards and will challenge, and I want to take you with me, Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy, avoid such people. Yeah. How does that hit you? Because I think a lot of times, you know, we're hit with, and we've learned a lot about a compassion and conviction, Yeah. right? But I think a lot of times we're told like, and what's funny is this week Jude says, have mercy on those who doubt and snatch those out of the fire hating that even a garment. Like, Jude's saying, go get people. You know what I'm saying? But I but, think Jude's saying, go get the people that aren't working against you in bingo. such a way. Bingo. And yeah. I think that's the difference. Like, for yeah. me, I would rather deal with a carnal Christian, you know what their sin is, or they know what their sin moment is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. The backsliding, it's a moment. Yep. But the apostate, I feel like that's going to be the wolf in sheep's clothing that's yes. a little harder to find. 100%, man. And that's it, terrifying. I just love it because it does give boundaries. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, like, obviously, it hurts a little bit when you first read it. Of like, man, there are some people that, like, not that God can't do something. Hundred percent. God's like, will in First Timothy is that none should perish. Let's yeah, get that yeah, very like, clear. But that that not only for my safety, yeah, for their safety, for the safety of others, for the safety of the faith. Yeah. Like, we don't touch that. Yep. Like, there's a boundary. Like, yep. you, Haley, do not try to. Like, you don't try to die. You yep. don't try to save that. Yep. Like, that's a no touch zone yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. And I think like it just shows like God's protection too. Because yeah. how quickly then would I sink in that? A hundred percent. Like question. I'm struggling with the people. Right. <laughs> Like right. I'm yeah. With the people that were like, we are all here. We are trying. Yes. And I can't even imagine like, and I think that I've probably have been around those people sure. and I, ha you know what I mean? And it, it just stinks, you yeah. know, cause you, you want to, you want, you want to befriend, but we even, uh, Nikki and I got a, you know, text early last week and it was just like, okay, well, how do you deal with non-Christians? How sure. do you deal with Christians who yeah. are struggling how do you keep like the mindset of you being self-aware yeah. and it's like you need all of that yep. to deal with something that's inside your church yep. that has gone down the same slippery slope. That's where the compaction, 
passion yeah. comes in, yeah. the conviction is what stops you from going with them to the next step. And James even says, like, anyone who restores a brother who has fallen does a great thing, but watch out. Yeah. At least yeah. you fall with your brother. Like, and I fall in. I will be over that cliff. Right. And I think that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. You have to be mature enough in your walk. Yes. In your knowledge, in your skill set to know who those people are. Yep, yep. And that's why it's a community of faith. Yes. But, and so the answer is, okay, if we avoid those people, then what happens? And that's when Jude talks about God's judgment, verses 5, 6, and 7. Yeah. Jude is saying, you avoid those people because God's got it. Mm -hmm. In Romans 12, God says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Like, anytime we step into vengeance and all of this, that's God's job. That's too big. And I mean, he uses all of these Old Testament, you know, Old Testament references from Numbers 14 to the fallen angels to Sodom and Gomorrah, sexual sin, all of that stuff. But here was the sentence we said, God's past judgments stand as a reminder of his future judgment on sin. Why, why do we forget that? Why do we think like, oh, I mean, what Jude very clearly did, guys, is go, hey, guys, remember this over here in the Old Testament? That's coming again. Like, God's not done with that. The fallen angels, they're just in gloomy darkness until the day of judgment. I mean, Revelation 21, when you start reading the rest of the New Testament, the way that Christians, this is really good, the way that Christians were able to forgive is it was a releasing to the God that would make it right. Because when you don't forgive, in a way you're trying to punish and make the other person pay. Yeah. And the only way that you can forgive is go, God, this is yours. I, I, I have to trust that hopefully, A, they ask for forgive, and, and there's reconciliation here, but B, if that doesn't happen, I entrust it to you, and all wrongs will be made right. Why, why when we cross over into the New Testament and Jesus, I mean, Jude said, hey, remember the people that grumbled? You know, uh, Jesus saved those people out of slavery in Egypt. Yep, he also destroyed all of those who didn't believe. So we believe Jesus as Savior, but not Slayer. Yeah, yeah. That's a good name for a band, Jesus Slayer. Jesus Slayer. Right? John what? and I debated. We don't think it's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I trust that. I trust no. John for sure. I trust he you guys was in like, that. Is it? I, was, I don't know. Is that's it? Great. No idea. But like, why why are we not guys? That's very clear in the New Testament that the hope is that when Jesus returns, he has a robe dipped in blood, he's got but why is that lost? I think on us? because of the delay. I think there, you know, in the Old Testament, you see a lot of, and if you do this, this will happen. And they do it and it happens right then. Yeah, sure. Like, hey, don't turn and look back or you're going to turn into a pillar of salt. Looks back, salt. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. But with that, we we lost some of that amazing compassion of God, you yeah, know, that we sure. that we got. And um I think we then, I don't think it's that we truly don't think that we're going to get punished, but I mm. think it's like the punishment is later. Mm. I can indulge right yeah. now. Which leads into what we said, we have mistaken God's patience with passivity. Yeah. When in Romans, he says, God is patient. 
for those like guys, he is his will is that none should perish and he's patient. But we use every day and every breath of, well, the hammer hasn't dropped yet. The hammer hasn't dropped yet. You know, that's good. What about you, Nick? Where do you think that's gone? Why is that disappeared or has it or what? I think we have a hard time understanding that Jesus was fully God as well as fully man. Holiness. That, yeah, what level he was. Like, yeah, he healed and he did, he did all the good. Yeah, right. And it's hard for us to understand he would be anything but good, but love. That we trust God having vengeance. God, like, I think we separate the the father father from the son so much that when we look back on some of those Old Testament stories, that was God, not Jesus. Yeah. That was God, not Jesus. And that's wrong. It's us twisting scripture. That's good. 100%. Like, I feel that often. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it funny we say, well, the Father's grace comes through the Son. Yeah. We believe that, but then if you carry that out logically, you have to say, well, the Father's judgment is also going to be enacted through the Son. We teach the kids. I mean, and I'm coming from a very basic, you know, low point of we teach the kids about Noah's Ark. Yeah. (laughs) And we teach them he he saved all the animals. Yeah. Because he was mad. Yeah. We don't talk about the floating bodies. Yeah. The smell of the rot around. It's not something you teach children. And I think as adults, like, yay, because that would give nightmares. But as adults, we can't always come to it and realize... Jesus was doing that. Yeah, man. That that was like that unity of it is hard. Yeah, yeah, that is. And I think the thrust in the message then was like, today is the day of salvation. Mm -hmm. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. It's always like the patience of God's patience is a sign of God's grace. And and the ball is in your court unto repentance. You know what I mean? But I think we have to... Like, I am thankful for God's patience. Amen. Because <laughs> I'd have been salt right, long right, ago. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> I'd have been sprinkled on some meat a long time ago, son. Not even like just that. Just I'm thinking about how the process of sanctification and the walk yeah. and the journey, like two years ago, my idiot self would have been saying some very different things. Sure. Yeah. But as you learn and as you grow, again, why we don't tell kids the, you know, the water was stinky and. Right. They need to come to that on their own, and I think sure. God's will gives us that time. Yeah, 100%, for sure. Then Jude moves to like, okay, here's what you need to watch for. Like, if God judged, and I use you know, what Billy Graham said, like, if God does not judge the United States of America then he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Dude, that... And all the air sucked right out of the room. But it's true. I mean... That's why it hits like thunder. You know what I mean? And so what Jude is doing is, is he's doing a logical argument. He's saying, guys, if we stand and say, of course, God judged all of that horrible Old Testament stuff, what do you think that stands for? It stands for that's going to happen again unless there is a repentance unto faith in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Like you can't deny if a lifeguard throws you the buoy and says, grab onto this, I'm going to pull you in, and you throw off the buoy and then curse the lifeguard that you're drowning, that's you. That's what apostasy is. Yep. It is, I am rejecting. You can't be saved and reject the very way in which God said that he saves. 
That it just doesn't work that way. And so then Jude goes, okay, here's what you need to be on the lookout for now, because these men have crept in among you. And I thought it would be fun to just call them the four characteristics of every cult. I love how you use that. I thought it'd be fun. Because it is. I mean, honestly, you can lay this on a blueprint for David Koresh, for Jim Jones, for, I mean, anybody. And it just, there it is, right? Um, The first one was they reject authority. Hmm. They never want to submit to authority, but they always want to be in authority. And most of the time in a cult, like for a Jehovah's Witness or something, you get all of your information from one source. I immediately thought of the Church of Scientology 100%. and how it was just one, like when you look That's at it. the history of it, how yep. it's not very long and all it's one yep. dude. It's it's you got to get it all from one Yeah. Every other authority, there's not, and you know, I said, that's what I love about the New Testament church is a plurality of eldership. Yeah. That is there in a, in, in a safe guarded way because it's not just one source, one personality, one anything. It's a plurality of leadership to hold that accountable. Just to be like clarifying, we are not saying that it's wrong that it comes from, you know, like our one God, even our God has a plurality. Sure. We're talking about leadership, earthly leadership of yeah. that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? I what, just, what are you clarifying from? What, what are you afraid is going to get confused? Wait. Just when it's like it comes from one person. It's like we do believe that it comes from God. hundred percent. Right. Well, that entity hero israel there is one god the lord your god that's in there it's in the book yeah yeah Yeah. no 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 this is we're rejecting that that's not true and then you go well what is true and you go well i had a dream that's what jude says he says they rely on their dreams Mm -hmm. and so what did they just do they rejected authority and made themselves a singular authority. And I love that he uses the illustration of Michael, like an archangel, super powerful, doesn't rely on his own power. Yeah. The Lord rebuke you. Like Michael the archangel still called down power from Christ yeah. to fight Satan. And so he used him as a positive, which was like, Really weird, that story. <laughs> Man, what was that like? Mm. What was that fight scene like? Right. Was it like Thor and Captain America fighting each other? Had to be. Like, I, I mean, don't think our brains can... I read Revelation man, and want to see it. That would just be wild. And so um, Spurgeon had an insight as to why, and I mentioned it a little bit on Sunday, but like, why would Satan fight over Moses? Why did Satan want Moses's body? Mm. Well... Can you imagine right now they travel to Mecca for Muhammad's body? Mm-hmm. If the Jewish people actually had Moses' bones, how much of a shrine would oh. they have built? And that's one of the cool things about Christianity is we don't have a Mecca. I mean, yeah, there's the Holy Lands. That's cool. You can go over there, but he ain't there. See, and I think of it always as like a trophy. Yeah. My family hunts. Yep, there you go. And I always have thought of Moses' body being up there as a trophy. That's good, and that's really good. So they reject authority, and then the next thing is this. They rely solely on their feelings. And then he really says, like, they are unreasoning animals. And, And we said they don't follow God. They follow their gut. And it's just whatever feels good, whatever feels right, indulge in that. It's called hedonism is mm-hmm. the term. Pleasure, the pursuit of pleasure. And if you want to see how that turns out, just read Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. 
because this guy had more orgies than you've ever had. I don't care who you are, okay? I don't care the money. It's true. He says it in the book. I'm just I quoting know, the book. Just, I know. Just, just quoting I'm the glad book. They can't see your faces. You know. Sometimes I'm like, hey, Whoo. just quoting the book. This is a guy that did all of it, and in the end, says it's vanity. Yeah. Okay. Right. The pursuit of pleasure ends in vanity, and you know, I said. It's so true because, like, in every cult, it's like, all right, oh. all right, men, you guys all have to give up your wives. We're sharing now, and it gets weird. God and told me that I'm supposed and, yeah. to marry all of your wives, but you can't have your wife, but God just told me. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, just at what point is it just like, okay, we get it? I heard a Bible teacher say one time here's every false teacher they rewrite the Bible, they reduce sin. They um, reject the cross and they remove their pants. Oh. I mean, that's every cult leader, man. It's just like, and I'll say this: let's get a little controversial. I think there's a reason why sexual sin is always involved in cults. Yep. And if you notice, what's Jude's progression in God's judgment? It starts with the people of Israel who grumbled about being saved, right? Then it moves to angels, which we would think, well, that's the biggest deal. Like angels, the judgment for fallen... They were in heaven. They yeah. saw creation. Yeah. That's got to be the greatest judgment, right? Nope. Sodom and Gomorrah. And it's like there is a progression that leads unto that, and it's what we said. All sin is equally damning, but not all sin is equally damaging, in yeah. that sense. And so I think that's why that's always involved. The next thing was, is they always reveal hypocrisy. At some point, it's do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. Because Jude said that they are shepherds who feed themselves. Like, oh my gosh, that is so scary. Waterless clouds. And then the last thing was, is this, then it's just a full return to ungodliness, right? We're just, now we're just right back where we started yeah. at some point. Out of all of those, um, what do you like see as most prominent, whether it be in culture or which one of those stands out as the most severe to you? Just whatever. Like, which one of those is like, whoa, this seems kind of intense here? Are we talking like in cult world or in the world period? Let's do both. I mean, okay. in the world period, in the cult of the world, and then if you've seen apostasy and an apostate, like if you've seen that play out, which mm. is one that you always go, that's a telltale sign. I've seen that happen and it's led to these other things. I feel the emotion, mm. especially in today's culture climate. Yeah. Your feelings are valid. Every yep. you're, you're in, we don't want to offend yeah. ever sure. because then that's bullying and all of these things. And I agree. There is a point of respect. Yeah, there's healthy conversation around and, that. Yeah. But it's not like when you are only working out of emotion mm -hmm. and logic never comes into play. Yep. Yeah. And see, I would say that that is a consequence of of reject authority. Exactly. That's I was yeah. just saying, I don't see yeah. how right. those two don't go together. Yeah, because I mean, guys, I have sat and I've said this before like I've sat at a table with a guy and his best friend and his best friend's wife and he's leaving the wife, leaving the kids lying, all of this stuff, and I have my Bible open, and I've said, you don't have the biblical grounds for divorce. We right. just read this. I'm your pastor. This is your best friend. God has not given you 
any other guardrails in your life than that sitting at this table right now, your wife, your best friend, and your pastor. If you choose to reject this, you're rejecting every other means that God has to bring you back. And they cursed and shouted some explicitives, stood up and shoved the chair under the table, walked out of the room. And then we took care of the wife and the kids and helped them move and packed a U-Haul and paid for a security deposit, all because I'm out of here. I'm gone. And it's the rejecting of authority. Yeah. I mean, it was when that card was played, there was like a slamming of hands on the table. And it was like, they even said, I get it. But I, I, I see I, what you're doing. I get it. Wow. Not in that moment. And I'm thinking bigger than individually. I think the people have to be seeking something. Mm. When you see the people who join yep. the cults, they are looking for some kind of something yep. to fill a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And I think that emotion gets manipulated. 100%. Big time. They're and the weak and willing, and that's who you pray yeah. for. I mean, Paul, I mean, Paul says that. He says they creep into yeah. houses. You know, yeah. And he says with the weak women. Yeah. Yeah. Like older women. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what's funny is, is that it's because, so GK Chesterton had this quote and he said, Christianity has never been tried and found lacking. Mm. It's Christianity has satisfied some of the most brilliant minds the world has ever known. Christianity has been tried and found difficult therefore not tried again. Yeah. He said that's the, in, in all of his wisdom and all of his years, everybody that he has seen cast it aside is not because of intellectual want or mm-hmm. questions or doubts or anything like that. It is because what we said a few weeks ago, at the end of the day, there is a lordship issue. Yeah. And Jesus will ask you to bow the knee. You know, I've used the illustration of Timothy McVeigh at his execution, he quotes the famous poem Invictus, which is, my head is bloodied, but it is not bowed. And basically he says, oh, captain, my captain, I am the captain of my fate. And the last words Timothy McVeigh said were, I am the captain of my own soul. And then he was lethally injected. Hell's going to be great for him. (sighs) I mean, that's just like, Sorry, that was like... Yeah, so, so, but here's how we end... Or, uh, but I want to hear from you guys. What What's a mark, Haley? Do you have a mark of one that like stands out to you? Like, I think 100% it's reject authority for me because they reject authority, which to me, even though I, I struggle with it, yeah. is impossible. Yeah. Like everywhere you go, there is authority. Sure. There's authority. Masks on. Speed limit? <laughs> uh, okay. You, sh- you, you said, right? I'm yeah. going to poke this bear. But I just mean, <laughs> yeah, like, right? there is. And we, I mean, like, even if it's stuff that you don't agree to, like, yes, we still follow the law of Caesar. Like, sure. But stop sign. Mm-hmm. You go to school. There's yeah. a print. Like, you go to church. There, Like, yeah. just yeah. in your home. Yeah. There's a, th- like, and then if you're going to reject it, how are you going to implement that to your kids? How yep. are you, like... And it goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, right? Yeah. That yeah. our first parents, rather than submit to God's authority, said that they wanted to be in authority. That just is what it is. Yeah. Well, and that's you know? how you get to relying on your feelings because you're like, I don't want to submit to authority, 
what you do. Yeah. Everyone has a call for something to be an authority. For sure. And when you have rejected all other things, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to give my feelings that authority. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You're still giving something authority. I would also say one that follows close for me personally growing up in the church and seeing stuff and seeing wolves and this, that, and the other is they reveal hypocrisy. Oh. I mean, it. it at some point it becomes so blatantly obvious that like, so wait, you're the exemption? Like, well, this I think to me is the fruit of relying sure. on your feelings. Yeah, 100%. Like, of like, okay, yeah. like, what do I want to do? I get a bigger slice of cake. And I'm going to, yeah. Yes, <laughs> for but sure. But I've even <laughs> seen it manipulated enough to where they are revealing the, because hypocrisy can happen in the church and it not always be. Sure. I've seen it revealed in a way that they were using it to, Try to take down leadership. Yeah, yeah. There's a repentant way that yeah. eventually ends in repentance, and then yes. there's a way that ends in rebellion. Yes. Right. And I've seen them use it in a way that is yeah. absolutely for destruction. Devastating. Yeah. 100%. And so, you know, we, we start climbing this mountain of severity and watch out to look forward and all this stuff. And, and one of the application questions that two of them, I thought, you know, as I prepared, I thought, do we even know... And love the gospel enough to like know a distortion of it. That one hit. Like Jude. That one was like Jude is going, don't like look out for this, look out for this. But Jude is assuming, and he's already contemplated the gospel we looked at, but like that you know. Man, yeah. That you know. Right. Right. And obviously we don't, or we would not be questioning Jesus's power. hundred percent. For or or we wouldn't have the bachelorette being like <laughs> Well, guys, I am a Christian, and yeah. and I can sleep with people. Like, yeah. it's I mean, I'm not doing it. Th- There's always an exemption. There's mm-hmm. always oh, I'm not that. Like, right. okay, well then, by what authority is that? Yeah, and who's judging that? And like, it just it's so faulty at yeah. that point. But then we said we are very aware of like apostasy coming into our home. You know, like I'm gonna get up off the couch. I heard a rattling sound. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna. But how much of it is is creeping into our heart personally? And I just really felt like in ending with that C.S. Lewis, like the road to hell. Hey, listen, it, if you want to stay up late at night and get freaked out, read the screw tape letters. Uh-uh. Don't read it. Listen to it. Listen. To, it is a whole trippy thing. I don't know. It is I hard. feel like God, like embodied C.S. Lewis, took him to hell, and C.S. Lewis got to watch conversations with the demons, mm-hmm. and God was like, okay, come back, hurry. Now write about that. Like, yeah. like, like write about that conversation that you just saw between those demons. The peop- the church needs it. You listening know, I mean, to him, <sighs> like it, it, listening to the, descri- it's yeah. bananas The line that gets me is like, it's not murder. It doesn't start out as murder. Maybe it's cards. Maybe cards will do the trick. Whatever it is to start the drift in that sense. And so I want to, I didn't prepare you guys for this. Oh, this but will be fun. I, I have one, and maybe you don't, but I think you guys, this actually speaks to your maturity. I think you guys are, are very self aware enough, okay, that you guys at this point in your life, you know of some signs when the drift begins. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying yeah. we're ending well, it can. That's why we need to be afraid of like ending in apostasy or whatever. But like, what are some of your personal signs of drift 
of like, okay, I need, I've, I have talked to some people in my life and I've said, if you see this, this, or this, you, you need to come in and you need to contend for the faith <laughs> for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll go first and reveal my sins. I get extremely materialistic, oh. like real fast. You know, I'm daydreaming about this or that, and it's all me. It's not like for my family or anything like that. I start really drifting back into some secular music yeah, for me. That's like, a trigger. Real. For me. And it's beyond like, there's times where I can appreciate art, and I'm like, what? Jay Z's got a news. Like, God right. did. Like, oh, I'm going to listen to that. Whoa, that was crazy. And then I just don't listen to it anymore. Right. Like, I drift into material, like isolation, and I'm getting back into this worldly form of entertainment. Like, mm. just appease me. I'm turning my mind off. Like, that's what I end up drifting into. So what are y'all sins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, isolation. Yep, for sure. I will like hunker down and I will grossly become obsessed with my family. Mm, okay. And, and not just my kids and my yeah. but it is it's an unhealthy Yeah, squeezing the cat and yeah. suffocating yes. it to death. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But it is when I am not and I think being on staff my rhythm has to be here. Sure. But if I don't have to go, yeah, if sure. I don't like when I start questioning women's night for one that sure. like, well I'm not I'm not involved. I get to actually just pretend do I have to Sure. That those are like, yeah, man. Eh, what are, what are you it's doing? A drift. Yeah, and it's it's, it's slow. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's big. What about you, Haley? A hundred percent isolation. A hundred percent thug music. Like, <laughs> yeah. thug. Yeah. I don't mean like, yeah, maybe Jay Z, but stuff that has no dum, nu- dum, dum, like dum. no nutritional value. <laughs> uh, if you get, it's like, garbage. You know, like it's, it's trash. straight filth. Yeah, it's trash. And then even like, I mean, I am a Netflix. Binger. Mm. I yeah. love doing that. That yeah. is my turn off. Sure. And even then, there has to be limitations of like, For okay, sure. we're gonna yeah. do this. But if I start watching, like, let's be honest, guys, like, it's not a snow day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, also sure, like, yeah, a snow day could lead to that, maybe. You know, yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's one thing to even watch Manifest, which I question. Yeah. Whatever. It's another thing when now I'm binging. Love is Blind, The Ultimatum, oh, Love yeah. Island. Sure, okay, like, yeah, things sure. Things that are just like... Trash, again, trash. Trash. See? Yeah, sure. Okay. Carnal. Yeah. They're going to feed that fleshy flesh yep. without me yeah. tricking myself into believing that yeah. I'm doing the fleshy flesh. Court had an interesting take a few years ago that like God revealed to her that that's what she was even doing with Hallmark movies. Yeah. And it wasn't trash. It no. wasn't trashy trash like you know, Jersey's your, or like, <laughs> but what it was, but it was still entering the same part of the brain. Of what are you like, idolizing? Yeah. Or what of are like you this. expecting of the world? Yes. Even? Like, you yes. know, and just like setting your husband up for failure. Oh. He's not coming home with yeah. the puppy and the Christmas Nicholas tree. Sparks. Yeah. And sure. every day of yep. just like, well, I'm going to be unsatisfied if this is not what 100%. my yeah. life looks like. You know, I would love, we would love to hear from, from you guys if you feel comfortable with that. I think an interesting mm-hmm. illustration to think about this is anytime you go to the ocean, go to a beach or a public area, um, they've got buoys, mm-hmm. they've got markers where it's like here, here, and then like orange, like you can't go past orange, the undercurrent. 
what's your buoy markers to think about? Like if I go past that one, now there's going to be some serious consequences. There's like, people are going to have to come get me. There's all of this stuff. And, and I think it's important to know those. I think it's important to confess those in community because it all goes back to this. David said, you don't desire sacrifice. We read the scripture Sunday. What you desire is a broken and contrite heart. And whenever that heart begins to get calloused and we don't feel bad about blank or this, we're drifting. And so we would love to hear from you guys in any questions. I mean, there's weird stuff in the book of Jude, right? I mean, there's all kinds of implications. Nobody even caught. I didn't bring it up. I didn't have enough time. But Jude quotes a secular crazy book of Enoch, yeah. When he's like, and I then, why I didn't catch that. and then it says that the Lord. Um, if you look in your Bible, if you have a cross reference Bible, Jude says, as it says, the Lord will return. Blah blah blah. It doesn't give you no chapter and verse because that's no chapter and verse. It right. comes from the book of Enoch. Doesn't mean that Jude condoned the book of Enoch. He's using a secular source to prove his biblical point. Right is what he's saying. He's saying, hey, even in their cults. They believe in a judgment? Yeah. Well, let's play that out. What's that actually going to look like then in regards to that? So we'd love to hear from you guys. If you got any questions on anything, well, you got you got something. I do just want to like preface. Okay. It is really hard to ask people to know your buoys. Mm, okay. You know what That's I mean? Great. Like of just, or at least for me it is. How about f- this? Figure out what your buoys are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I no, just no, yeah. even mean like to go, hey, I know I'm struggling right now mm. and I need you that's good. to help me. I can't get myself out of this. I one. think we need to preface too. That's a real small list. Very. Yes. Like for me. That's a real small it's list. A small that list. That shouldn't be above four or five people probably. Yeah, I'm going like three. Okay. Yeah, cool. Great. All right. So we're around the general same number. I'm sitting here going like my kids can call me out. Yeah. My husband and my mom. Yeah. Because they will see it before anybody else. 100%. I don't know if I would allow other people to see that. Yeah, sure. That's me masking. Cover that up. Yeah. And so just knowing like you need to tell some people in a biblical community Mm -hmm your buoys yep. and then like it also or how about this if you don't know what they are you need to ask the people around you what they are because they know for sure the other people know what they are and you need to be able to receive it but i'm just saying like even from you two can you imagine like a week where i don't say anything to you no. no. Yeah. And so like we would I, be like, what is wrong? Exactly. It's yeah, what I'm like, saying. Yeah. And yeah. so that would be like a, you know what I mean? Like, sure. but there are some people in my life that would I am isolating from them and they would have no idea. Mm, yeah. And so like you cannot just like this is a sacred wow. group. That's like, good. You can't yeah, I think just, it needs to be small, it needs to be safe. And they oh, here's it is the three S's. There we go. Okay, here Are we you go. ready? It's yeah. small. Yeah. They need to be safe. Okay. And they need to be saved. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boom. Yes. There it is. Yeah. These are the people to help you find your buoys, man. Yes. I like it. That's good. I think it's a good analogy because it's important. The drift is a gradual one. I know it's cheesy. I know it's ridiculous. I know it's so Christian culture, whatever. But it's real. But the casting crown slow fade. 
I'm sorry. No, it's, I was waiting for it. I know. It's wild. But like happened. that music video, it shows the guy Ugh. like taking off his wedding ring at work. And, it, th- and then he like stops by the secretary and he's like talking. And then like through the music, then he's getting his bags out of the house. And then it's like, and guys, I you know, maybe it's cheesy. Yeah. And we can make fun of it because I think what's cheesy about it is in the end we stamp Jesus on it and like as long as you cling tight to him it's okay but no one's exempt no that's no the one. point that's the no point of it exempt. all you know i mean when the apostle paul says there's things i want to do i don't do them there's things i don't want to do and i do them yeah. and then he says this who can save this wretched man that i am and then he answers it praise be to god for christ jesus our yeah. lord I mean, that kind of is what it is, you know? So what do we got coming up? We got some fun things happening. Good Lord, this All Sunday's the crazy. the happening we this weekend. We do this yep. at Westside. We, we do. stack them Ooh. up sometimes. That's right, baby. And this Ooh. is Baptism Sunday. Yay, yay. Ladies, waterproof mascara. Come on. Yeah, but yeah. also, like, I know we're not, like, a numbers. We don't, like, put them out there. Yeah, but, man. like, these are souls. This is... 100%. This hey, the Book of Acts counted. Deal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. A couple so times. So we are, so. like, we already have 15 people... Signed up, and I, crazy. I like it is crazy, yeah. and I'm not sure that there won't be some audibles. We're also praying Ooh, for some knows? audibles, we are guy. Pray- who knows, Jason's man? Jason's gonna so, be pruny, waterlogged in that water. Who knows? Like, yes. What a great thing to have that yep. our service is yeah. probably gonna be longer, even more packed. Yep. I hey, I can already tell you this. There's gonna be some moments where a grown man who's a dad gets baptized, and then I'm gonna keep him in the water with me. <gasps> Those are, I'm going to be <laughs> ugly crying. Because then we got oh, that those, child coming in that water as those well. Those get my heart so, so big. Yeah, oh, man, it's going it. to be fun. So it's going to be celebratory. We end Jude. But like, what a way to end Jude. Boom. Right? Like With it's sad. immediate repentance. Immediate. And Here we go. Boom. Yeah. It's awesome. And then later on that afternoon, what we got? We're going Skate City. Come We're on. We're lacing up them roller skates yes. for a few hours with the entire church if you are a wet, yes. like come anybody come buck. hang out come hang out it's a dollar please come hang dollar. out and i have a secret desire and expectation that like who somebody who is going i don't to do know this? i don't know i don't know who it is okay. it could be anybody miss linda let's go miss linda's gonna strap up those skates and then like <laughs> hoo, 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 just do I that just like do atl shuffle type thing nice. just slay it I Just want it for Miss Linda. Yeah. So bad, man. I want it so bad. I want somebody to slap up those four-wheel skates oh. and hit the jitterbug. Like, and just do it, man. I'm ready to I see also, the limbo competition right? go down. Yeah, yeah. They, I've never been able to do it. I cannot do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I am not, like, I am jealous to a point it's of, like, cool. mad jealous it's cool. it's when really people cool. can do it. It is really cool. We're all going to go back to junior high and just think, like, of course he did it. Of course oh, that's the coolest thing My brother thing ever. was always really good at the limbo Oh, thing. I could see Not that. Not him. My brother Ricky. Oh, yeah. okay. No, all my right. brother Ricky okay, was yeah. the Real quick, side tangent. Is Skate City as nostalgic for you guys as it is for me? No, well, see, I didn't grow up here, so I, that's all I hear about everyone. I heard one lady say Sunday... I haven't been in Skate City in over 20 years. Okay, so here's the thing. Child of divorce, picked up every Friday night, would go back to the house, do things. Saturday night, Skate City every weekend. Yeah. Like, I have known the Lewis family, like, 
when Cooper was doing uh, summer school in like third grade, because back then they still paid. I don't think they've emptied the trash since then. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry. We need to edit that out. Legit. <laughs> Cooper, like I went in and Cooper was like, hey, I need to get my money for coming to summer school. I might yeah. 50 bucks or whatever it was. And they said, are you mom? And Philip Lewis looked, he's like, this is your kid. Wow. Okay. Like, yeah. he, and it was because I was a kid. That's cool. Yeah. Guys, wow. I remember praying. So you prayed in Skate City because that didn't happen a lot, babe. To have my first kiss in the Skate <laughs> City, that's right? Play, play. That's right. Like, <laughs> please, Lord, let it happen this weekend on Saturday with Nick it Trum is the, the Popper Buff place. <laughs> it is the place. Like it's from what I understand. All puberty, all junior oh, high, everything, everything. happened there. <laughs> yeah, Skate and so City. that's why I'm like, and is now it we're true that the they didn't there? have a? Uh, they had like all night skates. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to do all night. But it used to not have the playplex. So the very back corner of the end of the thing. Yeah. The back corner. Yeah. I've done a couple of the all night skates or the special. Yeah. Yep. So now we're going to go in and be like, for anyone who is in Christ, is a new (laughs) I'm going to read that (laughs) right before we all skate (laughs) and like bless the place. Maybe. You know, it's $1. Listen, yes, it's fun for your family. We want your family to come out. But you're part of a church family as well. It does. So not come out age. and hang, watch someone fall, break their tailbone. Ugh. Dear Jesus, please don't let that happen. No, let but it it's going to be let fun. It not be on our it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> hey, Haley, we, uh, we announced kind of a new form of communication yes. that's happening at Westside. It really encompasses prayer requests, connection cards. You can be a new person. You can be a member. You can be whatever, but there's this central thing that opens up the bridge to Terabithia. You like that throwback? Huh? Huh? I, I mean, bonus kinda, points for that throwback, son. Again, yes, book, but yeah. For sure. What is that? So we have a new QR code for yeah. connection, and it is essentially like this form that covers all. If sure. you want to set up a meeting with our new executive pastor, Alex Clark. If you want to get reached out to by a board member, yep. if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, to the texting service, if Man, you it's want to, everything. if you want to give, you can literally yep. go to there and just that give. one that one announcement on Sunday took away five announcements yeah. yes. on Sunday, and it was glorious. I love, I love that I've watched it. Like I know who it's like. Hey, why can't we do this? Yep. To Haley, to it getting done Sunday. Yep. Like the cool factor of all of that pop, is pop, awesome. Pop, pop, pop. It's great. It's I'm really, just excited really cool. for it to also like kind of streamline some of this stuff because we had a lot of avenues and don't mm. get me wrong. If you're a paper and pin person or an elderly person, who we says, got that. I cannot, we like, got that. We still have all of those ways. We yep. have every way to reach out to every generation. But like, if you're a person that's like me, that's like, man, I can kind of only remember one thing Sure. and I just it's needed to do one thing. all of It's like, it's this one thing and Love you it. can contact, get contacted, yep. sign up, sign up to volunteer. All the whole deal. People talk to Jason all the time and I have a whole thing yep. about why they tell Jason that and don't sign up on the form about that, but that's a separate <laughs> thing. But like, hey, hey, listen, I ain't getting you into heaven no yeah. faster, son. <laughs> It ain't happening. You feel convicted during service. You scan that QR code and you are now getting contacted by a ministry leader. I am here for it. Let's do it. Incredible. Awesome, guys. Well, listen, send in your questions. Like, subscribe, share this, all that good stuff. If you got a question about Jude, we're ending it Sunday. I I live for questions through the books of the Bible that we're going through. So please send us one in. So we love you guys. Until we see you again, it's all about Jesus. Deuces. Deuces.